Hey, this is Matthew Pryfogel. Thanks for tuning in to the Thrive Ministries podcast. I hope you like it. I hope it brings you encouragement and brings you closer in your walk with Christ. So here we are. We're in our second message in this series, We Are the Church. And I'm excited about this one because this kind of goes into my word of the year, right? Because, <laughs> you know, back in back in January, um, it was kind of the cool thing for people to put their word of the year. What's your word of the year going to be? You know, one of my good friends, Bruce, his word was listen. I'm going to listen more this year. And some people thought, you know, my, my word of the year is going to be um, power. I'm going to I'm going to have power this year, whatever. My word of the year is go right is simply go 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 be the church go tell people about jesus go and do the work of christ go and be the body of christ just go 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 that's that's my word for the year is go and so with that in mind right uh think about the people around you think about the people you're closest with uh, every single day. Think about your coworkers. Think about your family. Think about uh, just people that that you come in contact with on a regular basis. Think about them, and of those people that you're around, which of those people are lost? And I, I don't mean like which which of those people are just you know confused on a daily basis. That could be that list could be extraordinarily long. But which of those people? Are lost. Which of those people don't know the love of Jesus? Which of those people don't have that, right? And if you were to write their names down, you know, who would that be? Who would that be in your life that doesn't know Jesus? You know, and if that's you listening right now, then then hopefully this this gets to you. But um, but what I want you to do is is think about those names. All right, think about those names of the people around you. Write them down. All right, write them down on a piece of paper. Um, and then pray for him and then simply pray for him. Don't do anything. Just simply pray for those people, you know, pray that, um, that their hearts are softened, pray that the, that whatever walls they've built up, uh, that those walls have been, uh, come down, that they, they be open to, uh, receive the love of Jesus. Just that, that just pray for these people, you know, what a great first step in going to someone is is to pray for them. And that's what I would like for you to do. I would also suggest that you pray for yourself to keep living a life that's a good example to others because there's no better way to bring people to Jesus than to be an example of what having Jesus in your life looks like. And so I would pray that you keep living a life that's a good example to other people. Show people what being a Christian really looks like, that it's you're full of love and joy and peace and patience and, and all these things. And then I would also suggest that you pray for the right words to, to give them. Should the door be open, that you have the right words to say to them, you know, and that's something you can, you can pray for. And so with that being said, you know, who's on your list? How many people would you like to see brought to Christ? You know, I mean, I know that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like a tall order, but I, I promise you this. All right. If you believe nothing else, I promise you this. Things like this can be done because 
through our faith in Jesus Christ, all right, through our faith in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, that he was resurrected, that we are given and we are empowered by this amazing gift called the Holy Spirit. Now, last week, I told you this story um, of how I was at the great banquet and it was laid on my heart to pray with my dad. This is something I'd never done before. All right, I was uncomfortable doing this because that's not the relationship that my dad and I have. It's not the way that we we are with one another. It's just just not. I mean, if you remember the story or, or haven't heard it, uh, he was about to have a colonoscopy and he was absolutely scared to death. I mean, he was he was convinced that he was going to have this colonoscopy. He was going to be told that he has colon cancer and that it that he was a goner. I mean, he was he was flat out convinced of this. But it was laid on my heart to pray with my dad, not pray for my dad, but pray with my dad. There's a huge difference there. Uh, One, not so bad. One, quite uncomfortable. But it was laid on my heart to pray with my dad. So my wife and I, my family, we made plans to have lunch at mom and dad's house. And all the way, I kept praying. All right. I'm, we're in the car <laughs> and I kept praying, Lord, please, Lord, please help me through this. Give me the right words, Lord, please, please give me the strength. Get me through this. And looking back, it was a Sunday afternoon. Looking back on that Sunday afternoon, I now know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit was with me. I know that the Holy Spirit gave me the job of praying with my dad. I also know that the Holy Spirit empowered me to do it. And that's because when you receive that Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit gives you power. And so when we talk about you know, going to be a witness to other people, when we talk about sharing our stories, letting people know um, how Jesus has worked in our lives. I mean, it can be daunting. It can be it can be intimidating. It can be scary. But here's the thing, that's okay because we never ever ever have to do it alone. So when Jesus uh sent his apostles, when he sent the the disciples and he when he sent them out into the world to spread the news of the gospel, he promised them that they would never do it alone. He promised them the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, it says this, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Wow. You will be given the Holy Spirit. You will receive power. 
And so that's what happens when you give your life to Jesus. When you get immersed in the waters of baptism, you are promised the Holy Spirit. You are promised that whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you face, whatever it is that you you have set before you, you will never, ever face that obstacle alone. You're promised the exact same Holy Spirit that was given to the apostles. And so on the day of Pentecost, which day of Pentecost uh, was 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus and the Holy Spirit came and it filled the disciples and they were speaking in tongues and there was this violent wind and it filled the house they were in and some other people saw what was going on and they assumed that, that all these people had been drinking far too much and that's when Peter got up and Peter addressed the crowd and he gave this incredibly powerful message in the midst of all this. He told them that Jesus was who he said he was. So here here are these people that are watching these disciples, and they're like, man, they've been out partying too much. They are far too drunk for any of this. And, and Peter stands up, and he's like, you know what? Listen, Jesus was who he said he was. He was the Son of God. He proved it through the things he did, the miracles he performed. And then in Acts 2, verses 36 to 38, says this, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it is it's through Jesus, it's through our relationship with Jesus that we are promised this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. We are promised this gift that allows us to do some absolutely amazing things. But here's the thing, here's the the whole crux of this you have to pursue it. You have to keep asking God to fill you up with the Holy Spirit. You have to search for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. And and here's the thing. I know what I know what you're thinking. You're, you're probably saying, but I'm I'm not special. I'm not I'm not them. You know, I wasn't I'm not like the disciples of Jesus. I wasn't around then. I wasn't Peter, you know, I, that's not me. That's not who, who I am. And I, I'm going to tell you this: when you when you look at the twelve disciples, they were all just ordinary guys. I mean, they were they were fishermen, they were tradesmen, they were they were businessmen, even even a tax collector. They were ordinary guys. And and if you were to look at them from the outside, you wouldn't immediately think that they were capable of doing anything that great. And that's, like I said, that, that's kind of how we look at ourselves, right? That, that we aren't capable of doing great things. Well, I'm just, I'm just little old me. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not brash enough. I can't do something like the apostles did. You know, that, that's them. They're, they're the apostles. I'm just, I'm just me. You know, I'm just driving around in my, my Kia. Uh, I'm just me. 
not important enough to make the kind of impact that they had. But I'm here to tell you we are. I'm here to tell you that you are important enough to make the kind of impact that they had. Right? And that's because the 12 disciples, they were strengthened through the Holy Spirit being with them. They were able to do something amazing. They were able to go out, there's my word, to go and spread the gospel like wildfire. And we have that exact same Holy Spirit that's inside of us. We have it. We have it inside of us. The exact same thing, which if you think about it, is just absolutely amazing that God loves us enough to fill us with the exact same Holy Spirit that he put in the apostles. It's just incredible. And in the book of Roman, uh, book of Romans, the apostle Paul is encouraging and he's trying to strengthen the, the church in Rome. And he tells them this in Romans 8, 9, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Spirit of God lives in us. I mean, think about that. What an absolutely incredible, what an absolutely amazing gift that that is. And, and speaking of gifts, it's that same spirit that, that is in us through Jesus. It's that same spirit that's in us that gives us our spiritual gifts to, to go out and spread and further the kingdom of God here on earth, right? Some of us are given the gift of, of preaching in a pulpit. Some of us are, are given the gift of prayer. Some are given the gift of encouragement, of organization, of music, of art, whatever it is. You know, I would absolutely love it if I could, if I could sit at a piano and, and play a song. Like, that would be just amazing. I would love it if I could actually carry a tune. You know, if I, I would, I love to hear people just sing and make it look so natural and they play piano and it's just nothing. I love that. But that's someone else's gift. You know, my gifts are different. But the cool thing is, is even though we have these different gifts, we have these different things that, that we're good at, we are all still parts of the same body. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 20 says this, There are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Right? We are all part of the same body. We all do different things. And it's amazing that we have these different gifts, and we're all part of the same body. We all have the same mission, and that's to work within the body of Christ. You know, my wife is exceptional, and I mean exceptional, at organization. She excels at putting events together, at making sure that all these details are, are lined up. Nothing is overlooked. That's her gift. You know, and every single one of us has something we can do that shows others what being a Christian is all about. And if you aren't sure what that gift is, pray about it. See what you're led to do. See where it is that God wants you to go. Focus on, on how the Holy Spirit is working inside you because the Holy Spirit gives us power within ourselves, right? 
Because so far we've talked about uh, the Holy Spirit empowering us and using us um, for external uses, sharing the gospel, using our talents, going and doing, right? Those are kind of external things. But what happens when we focus on the Holy Spirit working inside of us, right? We're amazing. We're, We're able to do some really amazing things within ourselves. Our relationships with other people can change. Marriages can be saved. We can overcome whatever sin in our lives that's keeping us from a complete relationship with Jesus. We can overcome that sin. We can overcome those things that we have put between us and Christ. We can overcome these things through the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because when we seek out the Holy Spirit, when we start to focus our lives on Jesus, on the Word of God, our lives can and they will be transformed, right? All this anger that you've held on to for whatever reason, all this anger that you hold on to will melt away. The walls that you build up around yourself that keep others out, they will come down. And when you go through something like that, then you become empowered. You become empowered to share it with others, to let others know how it is that Jesus is working in your life. And I think it goes back to sharing your story. You know, what's what's your story? What was your life like before knowing Jesus? You know, for me personally, if I were to be honest, my life before I really understood Jesus, my whole life was cheap grace. My whole life was absolutely cheap grace. I can do what I want. I can act what I want. I can consume whatever I want. I can act in ways that are completely awful. But at the end of the day, if I ask for forgiveness, I am good to go. My life was full of cheap grace. I know better now, but that was what my life was before I knew Jesus. And then and then ask yourself this, what were the reasons you felt the need for Jesus? How did you come to trust in Christ? And then how are you different now? You know, how are you different now? You know, I, again, for me personally, um, I, I truly came to cr- trust Christ when I was around a group of guys that unconditionally loved me, didn't know me from Adam, didn't know me from anybody, but loved me unconditionally. And I I knew then there was something about this. I knew then I could put my trust in Christ because that's what these guys did. And it was just, my eyes were open. My walls came down. Oh, it was fantastic. And so how are you different now? How are you different now that you put Jesus in your life? How are you now that you have accepted Christ, that you're living a life for Christ? How are you different? Because here, here's the whole thing, man. I am telling you, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit can have a profound, I mean profound effect on your life. You just have to let go of your own doubts. You have to get out of your own way. You have to let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Will everything be perfect? Will your life be rainbows and puppies and unicorns? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. In fact, a lot of, a lot of the things Jesus tells us is, you know, 
not being troubled and, and to trust in him. And, you know, a lot of the Old Testament is God telling people to believe in him and to put their trust in him and and he'll be with them. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. We are never alone. We never go through things on our own. We can lean on the Holy Spirit. We can lean on our faith in Jesus. We can lean on how much God loves us. We can, we can lean on these things and they will bring us through pretty much anything that is thrown at us because it's amazing when you step back and look at it, that Jesus loves us so much that we are guaranteed the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's through what he did for us on the cross that we are, we're given this amazing gift that empowers us to do these amazing things. And you are empowered. I'm telling you right now, you are empowered to be the person God wants you to be. You are empowered to live your life like a true child of God. You are empowered to do these things through Jesus Christ. And I I pray that you be open for that. Would you pray with me? Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for loving us like you do. We thank you that you love us enough that you have empowered us with your Holy Spirit. And I just pray that we, we search for that Holy Spirit. I pray that we we seek it out. I pray that we lean on that Holy Spirit to, to empower us to do incredible things, either either going out and bringing other people to you or turning it within ourselves to change how we are, how we act, and, and let that Holy Spirit burn inside of us so that we can bring others to know you. Lord, I, I pray that we, we do that. I pray that we use that Holy Spirit to bring down the walls that we've built up these barriers we've put up around ourselves to keep people out, to keep people from really being close to us. I, I pray that the Holy Spirit tear those walls down, that we we let people in so we can give them the love that they need through you. And Lord, I thank you so much for the love you have for us. I thank you so much that you went to the cross for us. I thank you for the blessings that you have given us. You are amazing. And I pray that we can give you glory in everything we do. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We'll try and do these every single week, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, and God bless.